You're listening to Rocket Night. Well, I'm so excited to be here with Liv, her new album, Young, Dumb, and In Love, which, like, it's pretty self-explanatory, but, I mean, there's so much to talk about in this album. So, I mean, I guess to start with, uh, what do you want to say to your fans about th- what inspired this album? Um, You know, that's a good question. I Well, the answer is heartbreak. Um, put simply, I got dumped in December of last year, and it just so happened that my parents had scheduled this recording session as a graduation gift, and they weren't going to tell me until Christmas, and I got dumped two weeks before Christmas, and oh. was having a really hard time, and they decided to to tell me that I was going to see Van in Lakeland, Florida in January. And then it was, I don't know, the charge of of going through that experience. And I started putting everything together. And originally, it was not going to be a full-length album. It was just going to be a few songs. Um, but after the first recording session, Van and I looked at each other and we were like, no, this, there's more to this than, than just what we have. So what were the first few that were going to be like the EP before it expanded? I recorded Big Red Moon, um, oh, Hey You, Lemon, and If You Wanted To, and Ghost, that first session. So it's really just Red Hoodie and the title track that were added later? Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because like I'm trying to picture it without those two tracks. And while that's still six songs, that's like a longer EP. Mm -hmm. um, Those two add so much to the story. And I actually read in some really cool press articles about you, how Red Hoodie that came out today, by the way, go listen. Mm -hmm. Uh, It really it, it was actually someone else's story that you took. And what an interesting thing that is, I know Taylor Swift did that over um, the pandemic with like folklore and evermore and how interesting it is to take a story that isn't yours, but somehow tell it your way. So what caught your attention about that particular song? For Red Hoodie, um, you know, I wrote it very literally, like everything that I talk about in that song actually happened. It was a Monday. It was a red hoodie. Uh, the guy had bought her mom a Christmas gift in July and was like planning on giving it to her and so everything I don't know you know unfortunately or fortunately love and heartbreak are such poetic things that it's almost natural to write about them and uh, Red Hoodie kind of just became its own thing because everything was happening and it's all true 
Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I love, I mean, I, I know that I'm an English major. I was in college. I got to track the themes and red is such a powerful theme. It's, it's sultry, it's love, it's attraction, it's fire, you know? Um, and I can see that contrast with what you've admitted to me was your favorite song you've ever written, Big Red Moon. Yeah. And I, I think it's interesting that you put red in the one that you think is your like favorite you've ever written but it's also in red hoodie so um there must have been parts of you that you saw in that story that wasn't yours that you then transformed into your own mature love story that big red moon really uh talks about so eloquently I would actually I would agree with you on that you know I I wrote it and I I hadn't thought about anything that I had gone through personally. It was just like, I had to get it out because I, my friend was hurting and I could see it. Um, and I felt it too, you know, like I, I wasn't hurting, but I was hurting for her. And yeah. I, I don't know, it was like a release for me. And I didn't realize it until later on that I could relate to Red Hoodie uh, romantically and platonically. Yeah, you know, it's funny. When I first heard it, I honestly didn't think that it wasn't your own story. I was thinking maybe it's something that you went through or you just wove a story that fit your experiences. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I I don't think this is what was intended, but obviously we know Taylor Swift's all too well. The red scarf, we yes. all know what that represents. And I think in your case, I don't think it represents what the scarf represented to her. But I, I mean, I immediately thought of that. I mean, for yeah. better or worse. And I, I wondered if that was something you, knowing the the recency that that was released and how everybody went crazy over it, like, was that something you wanted to kind of wink at without saying? So it's it's funny. I wrote this song before Taylor's version came out. Oh, she um, stole it from you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, Taylor's had that song for so long, but when Taylor's version came out, yeah. I was cracking up because I was like, wow, I can relate to Taylor Swift. Like, we wrote about very similar things. Um, it was it was pretty funny. And and you're not the first person who's mentioned that to me. Like, it's always been on the back of my mind. And then... And then <laughs> to hear it again I haven't heard it in a while but yeah <laughs> well hey I aim to please what can I say but um yeah no I was excited to hear about that so um hopefully my hunch was correct that it wasn't the same thematic thing but the emotion at least is the same uh even though it's a little nuanced there yeah. so good to know always important to know I I also wanted to remark about the range this album has both sonically but thematically because we have the lighter tracks like like hey you and lemon which as much as I love the deep emotional poeticism of Big Red Moon, Young Dominant Love, if you wanted to, those are like the heavier ones aside from, of course, the mistake, because <laughs> um, the range of that compared to Hey You is like, wow, this girl has some angst, but she also wants to like cheer you up, which I think beautifully describes Liv as a person, I would say, uh, in, in the relatively short time I've known her. She's a ray of sunshine, but if you mess with her, watch out. <laughs> Because she will mess you up. So we're, we're, my friend group is calling it floral angst. You know, because like flowers are so pretty and delicate. Um, but I am angsty. I have some thorns. <laughs> well, you know what? The best flowers have to because otherwise you just get walked on. And so, you know, that's something that, you know, it's funny you to say that my mom calls me her little flower and every time I like swear she'll be like oh no you're a little flower I'm like mom you gotta have both <laughs> like, like it's so funny um but yeah I wanted to also ask 
how do you manage the different emotions? Because you have this deep-seated anger and frustration in the mistake Mm -hmm. uh, compared to like, hey, you and lemon, which is more acceptance and motivation to start fresh. Like, how do you manage those nuances and what inspired the mistake beyond the obvious? Obviously, someone did you wrong, but tell me (laughs) what inspired that. Uh, A glass of wine, honestly. (laughs) Oh, okay. It's actually, no, it was, it's a little more than that. The mistake was kind of a, I don't know what necessarily happened. Like, I've never been wronged like anyone to a level where I would get angry like that. (laughs) Yeah, okay, good. Um, And I don't recommend that anyone does those things. No. They're not legal. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I think that everyone has some validity in how they feel when they get their heart broken Mm. and anger is one emotion that a lot of people want to suppress and that's not a bad thing but it's also not allowing yourself to feel everything that you might need to feel during a really hard time and so you know I wrote the mistake because some guy had said something about like not liking girls with bangs because he (laughs) thinks it's unattractive. And I was like, that's the stupidest comment I have ever heard anyone say. And it hurt me. Yeah. And so, you know, got stuck in, I cut my hair in a way I know you'd hate. Everyone who goes through a breakup that I have ever known has done something to their hair, whether it's changed. Yeah, I did. (laughs) And, And I was like, this is great. And then it just built off of there. The song was actually a lot longer uh, lyrically than it was when Van and I recorded it. And we cut it down, thank goodness, because it's like, it's a killer song now. We're going to need a a 10-minute version Yeah, the Taylor Swift version of The Mistake. Honestly, please, (laughs) I'm here for it. I will listen and share it. I think it's hilarious. And by saying hilarious, do not get it twisted and think I'm cheapening it. I think it's hilarious because you took this little nugget of angst. You had a glass of wine. You heard somebody say that you were pissed, and suddenly you became this whole character. Yeah, and that yeah, is like, I, yeah, it's great. I have to remind people. I'm like, guys, this is not me. I promise. Like, I when I was writing it and I finished writing it, I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, "You're angry? Like, what's going on? Are you okay? You just wrote this thing, and you're scaring me." And it was just like, it was just the inspiration. I'm I'm not an angry person, and but but I understand people who are right. And you know that. So this whole album kind of explores these themes of of grief when you mm. go through heartbreak because you go through stages. You know when it happens, you're really sad and you're trying to make sense of why, mm-hmm. and then time goes along and you get angry because you don't understand why and then you're a little lonely and you want to spend time with someone but you're not ready to do that yet and so there's just like all these different phases that I I think everyone goes through after getting their heart broken yeah for sure and I think it's also important to remember that which I think you eloquently um, display so well is that all relationships and all breakups are not painful in the same way. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is something I've seen in my life and my friends' lives. Like, you know, sometimes you break up and you end up feeling like the mistake, the yeah. song. Other times you break up and you feel like, hey, you, you feel like, you know, um, what do you say? The leaves change for a season. Things, yeah. doors close for a reason. 
And oh my goodness, like, there's something so powerful about that song. I know that you're like, but it's not Big Red Moon. It's not, you know, the really heavy ones. But I got to tell you, I think that's my favorite between that and Lemon. I think maybe because where I'm at in life, I needed those more casual, bright little shining reminders. But I think it really adds so much because nobody wants an album that's fully rage or fully sunshine. I really think the best albums have to have both because our Mm -hmm. brains simply do not stay in one place very long. So a nice little song snapshot works really well for that kind of process. Hey You is is such a special song. You know, it, I, so it's actually Lemon and Hey You, which are the ones that you like the most. They're related in some sense. I wrote Lemon and it was a really, really, really sad song when I wrote it. Like, to the point where I could not get through it without crying. And it was really, really difficult for me to get to that last verse, uh, get to the second to last verse. And I would constantly put myself through it to see if I could do it. And it took a long time for me to be able to do it. And Hey You was the song I wrote to myself to just say like, hey, it's okay that you're upset right now and you're going to be okay. And so I actually, I haven't told anyone that, but they're connected and, and they wouldn't exist without each other. And so they're both very special songs to me. Well, I love hearing that because I felt this kind of pull between those two. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're sonically the brightest on the album, but Young, Dumb and In Love is also really bright too. So, but I got to tell you, there's a different quality because Lemon and Hey You have a similar essence, whereas Young, Dumb and In Love is like a lot more I want to say um kind of like sparkly I guess I don't know say that again because you cut out for like two seconds sorry I was gonna say lemon and um hey you have a similar essence but young dumb and in love have like the sparkle to it yeah and it's like it doesn't match those two but it really introduces the album so wonderfully so I love that song. Right yeah. now, right now, the the first song and the last song are my favorite. But I go through different stages too. Like there are some days where Ghost is is the one that really gets to me, or If You Wanted to is the one that really gets to me. And yeah, then there are some days when Mistake is where I'm at. And yeah, I don't and know. Then- I think everyone. You need the variety. You do. And I mean, obviously, I'm a musician as well. So, like, I couldn't help but notice there were, like, polyrhythms and I think, red hoodie. Is that is that what I'm hearing? There was something mm-hmm. wonky in the rhythm section. I'm like, yep. what is going on in there? And yep. I love it because it's a simple idea. Not simple, like, dumb. Simple, like, concrete, you know. Mm-hmm. But there's something rhythmically that shows this internal turmoil. But you feel it because yeah. the drums are hitting these odd beats and you're like... What is that? So I love that. Reed, who played the drums on almost every song on the record, he's incredible. And he and Van, I was unfortunately not able to make it down when they were tracking the drums. I wound up getting sick. Uh. Um, But they had a really long conversation about what they wanted to do with Red Hoodie. And the drums are, they're so good in that song. It's that's what everyone's been talking about this last couple of days has just been the drums and the 12 string on that song it's and the and the twin fiddles 
I know, you know, I was thinking last night when I was listening to this again, how maybe don't hate me for this. I do not typically gravitate toward fiddles. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm a punk kid. It's not something you hear very often, but oh my goodness. I mean, Van is a badass, but I I loved it in these songs. I I think maybe I just hadn't heard them in the right context because Mm -hmm. when done correctly, they add so much grit and they are kind of punk, honestly. Like, like there's, I would argue that the violin might be the most punk instrument out there. If you ever get the chance to watch Van Plating play the violin, it is incredible. Girl, send me she some videos. Do... I'll watch. Oh, I will. <laughs> she she can do the really tender, emotional, swelling strings, and then she can get swampy. And the swampy <laughs> fiddle is the best. Like, I remember when she sent me the mistake with the fiddle on it, I had chills. It unnerved wow. me. It wow. was terrifying. She's very good at. She's very good. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. No, she. I mean, I need to say as we're finishing up, it's your beautiful brain and your experiences and your ingenuity that built this album. But I think every album has to be acknowledged for the people that work with you to add their creative spin. I mean, I'm sure you didn't think of the crazy drums. You didn't think of you know the particular fiddle lines. So this we need to give credit to the other people. So. A big round of applause for Van and uh, whoever was on the drums, which I have to study up on that. And then also the mysterious male singer on Big Red Moon, which I know you cannot disclose him, but that is so haunting. He killed it. I I love that he doesn't want his name out there. I'm like, okay, I respect it. He's a special performer. He's he's a very cool person. Can I ask, is it a close friend or family member of yours? Can I hear that much? It is someone I know. Okay. That's as much as I can say. Fair enough. That's fine. <laughs> no, I, hey, you know, the journalism, you got to poke a little. With I, know, I know, I yeah. <laughs> know. It, it, it's hard to like, ooh, who is this? Yes. That song, it's, it's actually, it's really cool. Um, that song's one of my favorites too. Well, I love all of them. So I'm, I don't know. I'm because <laughs> I wrote them and yes. sang them and stuff. Yes. But that song, I also wrote about a friend. And realized later on that I had experienced those things as well. Um, And it was not originally supposed to be a duet. And then we got the chance to record it as a duet. And just like not naming who this person is uh, makes it that much more like, does the perfect man exist? Oh, because the voice is the perfect man and you wonder if it's real. Oh, that's beautiful. Like, it's very dreamlike. Yes, it is. It's a very husky, uh, syrupy, sweet voice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it. it's funny. There's something also intimidating about it. I don't know if that was intentional, but you could tell this guy is so sure of himself and so confident despite the fact he doesn't want his name out there with this music and that can be intimidating uh from you know the female perspective and so yeah I I love that concept it's so different I don't know how you gave him credit in the cd jacket or whatever but that's really cool he's he's just a special performer (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe someday he'll he'll choose to reveal it down the line yeah. when you're, you know, on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Maybe he'll be like, I'm yeah, that guy. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so as we're finishing up, what do you want listeners to get out of your debut album, Liv? You're incredible. Oh, God. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I just, I don't know. I, I want, I want people who are going through those things to feel like someone gets them. I think that's kind of a big deal. Um, but also for anyone who has already gone through being young, dumb and in love, um, it might be kind of nice to feel a little nostalgic. I don't know. Like there's, there's so much about, you know, everyone writes about love and everyone writes about heartbreak. Right. But it's just one of those things that doesn't get old. And there's a reason it doesn't get old. I think that even when you're older, you experience it over and over again in new ways, whether you've been married for 30 years or you're dating again and you're older, or maybe you're just starting out. We all experience it in cycles. And I think that's what this album, at least for me, you know, with my limited experience in this area, I think um, we all find something regardless of where we are on that journey. And that's the best part about it. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Oh, well, Liv, thank you for sharing your music with uh, with me and with the world. And uh, you guys should absolutely check out her music. Tell the people where they can find you. Oh, okay. So you can find me on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and TikTok. My username is livemusicby or live.musicby. Um, I also have a website where you can find me pretty much everywhere. Uh, and it's livemusicby.com. All right. Thank you, Liv. That's all from me and Liv today. You're listening to Rock at Night. The introductory song, Get On Down, is from blues artist Billy, Billy Bass Alford. Look for his music at ReverbNation.com.